Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday night study of the book of Revelation. I'm Pastor Chris Hall, and it is good to have all of these who are in our sanctuary tonight as we continue our study of the final book of the Bible. And it's good to have those who are joining us on our Facebook page and through other media outlets as well. We have progressed now into our study of the book of Revelation to Revelation chapter 21. The new heaven and the new earth. Amen. We have uh, now gone through the time of the tribulation. We've uh, gone through the second coming of Jesus Christ. We've come through the final judgment, uh, the great white throne judgment of those who were lost. And now we enter into this uh, section of the book of Revelation in which we study the new heaven and the new earth. And I know it's going to be a wonderful blessing for us as we look with great anticipation to the final home of the believer as it is made, created, put together by our glorious and wonderful Lord. So I would invite you to take your Bibles, turn with me to Revelation chapter 21, and we will read the first three verses of this wonderful chapter. John, the human author of the book of Revelation, writes this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. John said, now I saw. Wow, that's amazing. John was given a vision. He was given the ability to see what he is about to write about. He said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold! The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. And so tonight we progress to these verses, and let's study them together. It's going to be such a blessing to look at what we're going to look at tonight. The Bible teaches this, that one day this present creation in which we are living in, this present creation which has been marred and scarred by the curse of sin. One day the Bible teaches this present creation will be replaced by a new heaven and a new earth. The new heaven and the new earth will be a vast upgrade, if you will, over the present creation in which we live. In these verses, we will find three features of the final installment of heaven, which is called the new heaven and the new earth. First of all, tonight in our study, I want us to see the appearance of the new heaven and the new earth. Revelation 21, verse 1 again. 
John said, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, John notes, there was no more sea. Now God originally created this present earth to be the permanent home for mankind. But when man fell in the Garden of Eden, when sin entered into the world through the rebellion of mankind, when man fell, the curse of sin corrupted this world and corrupted the creation in which we now live. And even though this present creation will be renewed by the Lord Jesus at the beginning of his millennial reign, as we have already seen, this present creation, even though it will be renewed, is still a creation that has been, uh, that has known the marring and the scarring of the curse of sin. But here's what the Bible teaches, and here's what these verses teach. One day, God is going to melt away this present universe. It will pass away, to use the words of John. And this present universe will be replaced with a new heaven and a new earth. Now, the present world that we live in is a shadow of the new heaven and the new earth, the new world to come. While the new heaven and the new earth will in some ways be similar to the present heaven and the present earth in which we live, it will be vastly different in many other ways. It will be a creation which has never known the marring and the scarring of sin. One thing different, John noted, one thing different about the new heaven and the new earth that will be different from the present earth in which we're living is that there will be no more sea, John noted. Now currently three-fourths of the present earth is covered by water. And presently all life on earth is dependent upon water for its survival, including human life. If you don't have water, you can't have life in this present creation. But in the new heaven and the new earth, in the, the future to come for believers, when our bodies have been glorified, our glorified bodies will not need water to survive. Life in the new heaven and the new earth will be sustained not by water, but by the goodness, by the grace, by the power and the presence of Almighty God. Now, as John noted, there will be no more sea. That does not mean that there will not be water in the new creation. In fact, the Bible talks about a river flowing from the New Jerusalem. And the capital city of the, uh, the capital city of the new creation. The Bible calls that river the water of life. 
And I suspect this, knowing how much human beings love the water, we all love the water. We all love to see the water. We all love to be around the water. We all love to take our vacations around the water. Knowing how much human beings love water, while there may be no seas in the new earth, on the new earth, I'm sure that there are going to be in the new heaven and the new earth. There will be many wonderful lakes and streams and rivers in the new earth. And I would suspect that there will be a lot of good fishing. Our Lord loved fishermen. He called them to be his disciples. And I'm sure in the, on the new earth, there's going to be beautiful lakes and streams and ponds and a lot of good fishing in that new creation. So that's what we find in these verses as the appearance of the new heaven and the new earth. What John noted as he saw the new heaven and the new earth. Secondly, I want us to see the capital of the new heaven and the new earth. John wrote in Revelation 21 too, Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. John sees a city. He sees a city coming down out of heaven. A city coming down out of heaven to the new earth. And he called it the new Jerusalem. Now the new Jerusalem is heaven's capital. The new Jerusalem will be the center of life and the center of activity in the new creation, in the new heaven and the new earth. When the new heaven and the new earth is created, the new Jerusalem, which will already exist in heaven, in the abode of God, will come down from heaven John noted it will come down from heaven as beautiful as a bride marching down the aisle on her wedding day. And the new Jerusalem will come down out of heaven. It will rest upon the new earth. And it will become the center of activity, the capital city of the new heaven and the new earth, the new creation that God will create. In the new creation, in the creation to come, we are taught in these verses and in the Bible that there will be no separation between heaven and earth as there is, as there is now in the present creation. In the present reality, earth is down here and heaven is up there. But here's what we're taught about the new heaven and the new earth. The heavenly realm won't be up there the heavenly realm will be everywhere, even encompassing the new earth. The heavenly realm and the creation to come will encompass, encompass all of creation. And the new Jerusalem that John saw coming down out of heaven, out of the sky, above the earth, the new Jerusalem will be the capital city, the center of activity in the new creation to come, on, in the new heaven and the new earth. Now, the concept of a city, 
a city, a capital city. The concept of a city pictures relationships and activity and responsibility and unity and socialization, communion and cooperation. In the New Jerusalem, the people of God and the angels, <laughs> the angels of God will live and work and fellowship together in perfect harmony. And in the verses to come, in our series to come, we're going to look closer at this heavenly city. And so in these verses, we've been, we've, we're shown the appearance of the new heaven and the new earth, what John saw when he saw the new heaven and the new earth. And then we've seen the capital city of the new heaven and the new earth, the center of activity in the new heaven and the new earth. By the way, some people are city folk. They love to live in the city. They love the activity of the city. They love the busyness of the city. They, they love to be in the atmosphere of a city. Now, other people are country folk. They like to be out in the countryside. They like to be away from the city. They enjoy the countryside. Well, in the new heaven and on the new earth, if you're a child of God, you'll be able to enjoy both of those. You can have a place in the new city, but you can also have a place in the country. On the new earth, you can enjoy the best of both, and you will be able to. Thirdly, I want us to see from these verses the supreme reality of the new heaven and the new earth. Again, Revelation 21, verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. The supreme reality, the supreme joy, the supreme glory of heaven in the new heaven and the new earth, the supreme glory of that new creation will be this, that believers will literally see God. In the new heaven and the new earth, we will live in the presence of God. We will be accepted by Him. We will be loved by Him. We will be blessed by Him forever. The supreme reality of the new heaven and the new earth is that we will see our God and God will be with us. We will live in the presence of God for all eternity. Now we're in the presence of God now, but in the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem, in that new creation to come, we will literally be able to see God, fellowship with Him, and live in His presence. What will it be like to live in God's presence? Well, number one, because that is true, we will have full complete, unlimited, and joyful fellowship with God in the new heaven and the new earth. Imagine this, and if you're a Christian, I'm sure you've already imagined this. Imagine walking 
and talking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Imagine that. Walking and talking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not being repulsed by his holiness, but knowing that you are accepted in the beloved. Imagine fellowshipping with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. The reality is that living in the presence of God means that we will have full, complete, and unlimited and joyful fellowship with our God. The God of the Bible who is our God, our Creator God, our Savior, and our Lord. Here's the second thing that this means for us. We will see God as we have never seen Him before. Some people think that heaven will be boring. That it will be boring to go to heaven. That it will be, that heaven is going to be a boring place. Well, let me give you this blessed assurance that heaven will not be boring at all. Heaven will be an exciting place. It will be a wonderful place to be. For all eternity, what will we do in heaven? For all eternity, we are going to explore the greatness, the goodness, and the glory of God and His wondrous works. What we know about God is wonderful in the present. What we know about God is marvelous in the presence, in the present. But there's so much more that we can know about Almighty God. And for all eternity, we will be able to explore the greatness and the goodness and the marvelous nature of who God is. On one occasion when I was at the beach with my wife, I was sitting on the beach enjoying a beautiful day. Nearby was a family with a little boy. They were enjoying a day at the beach. The little boy had a a cup, an empty drinking cup. And I watched him as he ran out into the ocean and he put that cup down in the ocean, filled that cup up with water from the ocean and he ran back to his mama. And he said with great excitement to his mother, Mama, Mama, I have the cup, I have the ocean rather, I have the ocean in a cup. Well, that was true. He did have part of the ocean in that cup, but there was so much more out in the sea. What you and I know about God is marvelous. But there's so much more we can know about God. What we know about God, maybe you could put in a cup. But but the reality of all that God is, all of His glory, all of His greatness, all of His goodness, all of His grace is like an ocean. And for all eternity, we will explore, explore the greatness and the goodness of Almighty God. We will see God as we've never seen Him before in the new heaven and the new earth. Thirdly, we will worship God as we have never done before. The whole atmosphere of the new creation will be one of worship. On one occasion, a little boy asked me, 
He said, Brother Chris, will heaven be like one long worship service in the church? <laughs> and I told him, no. There will be wonderful worship services, great worship services of God in heaven, I am sure. But in the new heaven and the new earth, we will worship God as we work in our garden, as we fish, as we play. We will continually, spontaneously worship God in all that we do. The entire atmosphere of the new heaven and the new earth will be one of wonderful worship of Almighty God. Here's the fourth thing of what it will be like to be in the presence of God. We will serve God in joyful and fulfilling service in the new heaven and the new earth. Heaven will not be a place of inactivity. We will explore the greatness and the goodness of God. We will work for the Lord. We will serve the Lord. We'll never get tired. We'll never get worn out. <laughs> we will have such great joy. We will work for the Lord in wonderful activity. We will serve our God in joyful and fulfilling service. Here's the fifth thing of what it means to live in the presence of God. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing to consider. The fifth thing is this. God will serve us. In Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 40, the Lord Jesus pictured himself as a wealthy nobleman who rewards his faithful servants by preparing, preparing a feast for them and serving them. Now that concept would have been unheard of in the day of Jesus. It's the servants who serve the nobleman. But in that passage, Jesus pictures a nobleman serving his servants, blessing them for their faithful service. That's a picture of what will happen in the new heaven and the new earth. Not only will we serve God, but amazingly, God will serve us. Listen to Luke chapter 12, verse 35 through 38. Be dressed for service, Jesus said, and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in in the moment that he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth, he himself will sit them seat them. He will put on an apron and he will serve them as they sit and eat. Here's the nobleman serving the servants. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. It's an amazing thing that not only will we serve God in the new heaven and the new earth, but God will serve us. In heaven, believers will be forever served with a heavenly feast of joys and blessings and grace and peace by the Lord himself. 
So that's our first look at the new heaven and the new earth, the new creation to come. And as we continue our study in the book of Revelation, we'll continue to look in Revelation 21 at what the Bible says about the new heaven and the new earth to come. Nothing in all of this world compares to what God is preparing for those who trust in Him. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.9, it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. What a glorious day that will be. Thank you for joining us in our study of the book of Revelation. As we continue our study here Sunday nights from Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. Join us again next Sunday night. We'll continue our study as we continue to look at the new heaven and the new earth. What a blessing for God's people. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. And thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And thank you for your love. Help us to love you and serve you in greater ways in the days to come. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.